Are you having trouble hearing people on the phone? Do you need a phone with big buttons? Perhaps you're looking for accessories that will help you use your phone or tablet, or even just advice on how to use your devices. Accessible Telecoms is a free service that provides information on phones, tablets, accessories and apps that might be suitable for seniors and people with a disability. Call 1-800-442-300 or check out accessibletelecoms.org.au. That number again, 1-800-442-300. Hello everyone, welcome to Talking Tech, this edition available from September the 6th, 2022. I'm Stephen Jolly, great to have you with us listening, perhaps through Vision Australia Radio, Associated Stations of RPH Australia, or maybe the Community Radio Network. There's also the podcast, if you haven't caught up with that yet, all you need to do is search for the two words, Talking Tech, and down it can come, usually on a Tuesday afternoon, just after it's been produced. Another option is to ask your Siri device or smart speaker to play Vision Australia Radio Talking Tech Podcast. Vision Australia Radio Talking Tech Podcast. With me, someone who can explain all this tech stuff really well, Vision Australia's National Advisor on Access Technology, David Woodbridge. David, let's start with a bit of follow-up from our conversation with Ray Pierce a couple of weeks ago where he was talking about the vertical mouse the reason why I bring it up this week is because my wife last week, uh, probably last Friday as we go to air, uh, actually bought a vertical mouse. So my wife has issues with her hands and she's actually normally a trackpad user. Now, unfortunately, when she goes to work, she has to use a Windows machine with a physical mouse because it doesn't have a trackpad. And when she started using the mouse, because this is the first time she's been back in the office, she had really did have trouble using it with her hands so i suggested i went oh hang on a minute i've had a conversation with uh one of the guy volunteer guys at vision australia on the vertical mouse how about you go and buy a 20 dollar one from office works because that's the basic one that is again it's almost like your hand shaking the way you hold the mouse with your hand and i said well that might be more controllable for you since you're holding your hand in a vertical rather than a horizontal manner so she bought it, took it to work, and she thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread. She can manoeuvre the mouse, um, she can push it forward, backwards, left and right. Her fingers, when they lay on the side of the mouse, are in the perfect spot for the left and right mouse buttons. The scroll wheel was on the side, so she can just use her middle finger to scroll the wheel. And her thumb just normally sits on the other side of the mouse, because remember, sort of, you're holding it in the palm of your hand vertically, like you're handshaking somebody. Mm. And just for a $20 mouse, because you don't need all the programmable versions, which are the more expensive ones, but that just has completely changed her access um, to using a computer. So I just want to let people know that if you do have trouble using a physical mouse, the normal old mouse that's basically flat and you put your hand on top, these ones are are absolutely amazing based upon, you know, one person's experience, i.e. my wife, but she absolutely loves it. And where do you get them? Officeworks. Excellent. Hmm. Very good. Now, Thursday morning, 3 a.m. our time, will be the focal point of the world, or maybe maybe the tech world anyway. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, this is, of course, the Apple keynote event. And, of course, every year we pretty much know it's going to be the iPhone and the Apple Watch and hopefully a few other things. 
and I will be getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning, bright and early, uh, to listen to it. And then after I do that, I will be then appearing on the, as usual, the Tech Doctor blog and podcast with Robert and Alison to talk about the event. Robert Carter does a good job with those podcasts, doesn't he? And he's been doing them for quite a few years. He does, and every time we we you don't hear this on the pod, on the podcast, but before we get on, he goes like, "Oh, there's probably not that much to cover," and then we spend a whole hour talking about it. So, I will be ordering an iPhone 14 for Ellen because we switch years on and years off, and I will also be ordering a Apple Watch 8 for my father-in-law. So I won't be ordering anything this time around. My turn's next year. Uh, so we will see how we go. But there's also other podcasts that you can also listen to as well after the event, including uh, Jonathan Mosen's one, because I think, uh, Stephen, you quite like that one because uh, his daughter, Heidi, also reads things off the screens that we don't hear people talk about. Yeah, she does a great job. Mm. That's the Mosen at Large podcast, but we'll point to those in the show notes, won't we? Absolutely. Yep. So that's the Apple event this Thursday morning. And of course, we will have had time uh, by next week's program to Mm. have digested the content and uh, you'll go through it on our show next week. Certainly will. Terrific. Mm. Staying with the Apple mobile devices, you found an interesting little app? I did. And very cutely, is that a word? Probably not. Uh, But anyway, it's called Swiss Stop Whilst I Sleep. And what it is, it's an Apple Watch slash iPhone app that when you run it and then you start it running on your watch, any audio that you are then running on your iPhone, such as a podcast, audio book, music, and so on, will stop when your watch detects that you've gone to sleep, which I think is really, really cool. So it basically gives you an alert saying, do you want to stop? And if you don't respond to it, it goes, okay, fine, then I'm going to stop you then. (laughs) Uh, So it works fairly nicely. I've tried it once or twice, and it it worked absolutely beautifully with um, Audible. Uh, It's a free app, so, you know, you've, you've got no reason not to try it. So, again, it's called Swiss Stop Whilst I Sleep. And as I said, it works really nicely. Excellent. Hmm. Now, we've been talking about the mobile devices, the Mac operating system, the new Ventura Beat has been around a while. You've been playing with it. It it won't come official, won't be properly released till later in the year. Tell us what it is, though, what you've been finding. Yeah, so normally the Mac stuff's released in October, but I was sitting here on the weekend thinking, what things are new in Ventura that I've so got used to that I've forgotten that they're part of Ventura rather than the previous version of Mac OS? And the things that I use all the time that now I just take for granted is background sound. So like an iOS, you can have background rain, background oceans, white noise, brown noise, pink noise, all the different types of sounds that try and block out your environmental sounds around you and they work really, really nicely. So that's one thing that's in Ventura. The next thing in Ventura that I've been taking for granted now is the clock app is now on the Mac. So for things things like setting your alarm, running a timer, checking world clock, that's now also available all on your Mac, of course, also setting alarms, etc. via Siri. And the third really cool one, because I'm not going to go through the whole list, but the third really cool one I use all the time now is called Text Checker. So when you're in things like pages or text edit, you can do a a shortcut key that brings up 
text checker and it checks things like um, tabs, indexes, spell checking, punctuation, spacing, all the stuff that when you're formatting your document you want to know about. And that works really nicely. So it sort of works in the same way as a rotor. So it's sort of enhanced rotor, uh, but it's just for text checking. And as I said, it's really nice. And I think for people that have always sort of not whinged, but have always said, you know, proofreading on a Mac is quite difficult. This brings it a lot closer to what we expect with our screen reader on Windows. So there's some interesting features to look forward to later on in the year. Yep, absolutely. We'll talk gaming now, the PS5 and the Last of Us series of games. That's right. So people might remember that a year or two ago, Naughty Dog, which is the developer, released Last of Us 2. And this was the, I guess, what they call these AAA games. So this was the first AAA game that became, quote, fully accessible. And I say, quote, fully accessible because it's not completely accessible. You can certainly play the game, but you miss out on some environmental context, such as, you know, you're about to enter an abandoned building, for example. You just get told that you're in a building, but you don't know that it's abandoned. So that game was actually really, really good. And when they redid the first episode of Last of Us, which is Last of Us 1, they brought the same accessibility features that was in Last of Us 2. So they updated it from the original version to add more sort of visual stuff plus the accessibility. And then they did add another level, which was, and they call out, call these cutout scenes. So they're like pre-recorded movie scenes where they've also added audio description like you would normally hear in a, a movie. So that's actually quite good. It still falls down a little bit besides um, telling you what's going on in the game. So for example, just to give you an example quickly, Let's say it says that you're in a room and you've got to move the bookshelf. Well, it doesn't tell you that you've got to move the bookshelf to the right. It just tells you that you've got to move the bookshelf because if you you can't move the bookshelf to the left because that's where the wall is, but it doesn't tell you that. But you can certainly find that out through trial and error. So there were those little things that sort of a couple of years that I read said they could have done a little bit better, but overall, um, it's absolutely brilliant. They just wish why they've been so perfect doing this, they could just go a little bit further and it would be absolutely 100% perfect. So that's called? Last of Us 1. So we've now got Last of Us 1, Last of Us 2. If you've got a PS5, certainly well purchasing. If you don't, um, I probably wouldn't rush out and you know buy a PS5 because they're quite expensive just to play two games at the moment. Floppy disks in Japan are on their way out. They haven't gone yet. Still no. around. Correct, and I was quite surprised about this because I thought, what? I thought, you know, floppy disk went out with the dinosaurs, and of course, for people that don't know, these are the little plastic square 3.5-inch disks that have got a plastic, like I said, outer shell. There's a little metal door that slides on, or sorry, that slides sideways when you insert them into the disk drive, like an old DVD or CD player. And they, you know, they hold a whopping 1.44 megabytes of storage. Absolutely amazing stuff. But the reason why they've hung around so long is because hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of a machine still uses these floppy disks for transferring data from the machine to a computer. So, of course, you'd have to have a floppy disk drive in your computer. 
And when I sort of scoffed about this uh, over the weekend with Ellen, my wife, she said, well, you do know that um, some of the optometry stuff that um, she sees in the practice where she works still has a floppy disk drive because that machine, again, while it's $100,000 worth of machine, still does the job. And yes, it still has a floppy disk drive. And then I heard another chit-chat on uh, ABC Sydney uh, radio station. And apparently lots of other medical devices still use floppy disks for data because, again, they're so expensive. So whilst they're doing the job, they're not going to replace them. So there you go. So whilst I was absolutely appalled at Japan, I'm less appalled now that I know that in Australia, we still indeed use the good old floppy disk and floppy disk drives. Amazing. Hmm. Let's briefly talk JAWS now from uh, Vespero. The public beta for JAWS 2023 is out. Uh, it comes out early September. And the recent edition of FSCast, which is the podcast from Freedom Scientific or Vespero, amongst other things, previews the 2023 version of JAWS and the public beta. And David, there's an interesting interview too with Ryan Jones, who's the new Vice President, Software Product Management, replacing Eric Demery, who's been involved for many years, over 25 years, uh, an informing interview. So that's a good one for people to catch up to, the FS cast from Freedom Scientific. Now, that sounded like a really good one. I should catch up with that one as well, because I sort of want to hear about the person who's replacing Eric, because we got so used to his experience and great insights, because he also definitely use JAWS as a screen reader, as a blind person would, um, to see what this guy is going to be like moving into the future. So that'll be one of the things I'll, I'll be listening to. And I, after we get rid of all the Apple Keynote stuff, um, I might even report back on my thoughts about how this guy is going to serve JAWS moving into the future. Yes, Ryan, uh, he should be a good advocate for JAWS. He certainly doesn't have the disadvantage of being a sighted person, so he can speak mm. from real lived experience. There we go. Just before we go, a reminder of where people can find details of what you've been talking about in this and previous editions of the program. Indeed. So as always, you can check out my blog site, which is davidwoodbr.podbean.com. davidwoodbr.podbean.com to write to the program. You can write to me at Vision Australia, where I work, which is david.woodbridge, how it sounds, at visionaustralia.org david.woodbridge at visionaustralia.org. This has been Talking Tech. With me has been Vision Australia's National Advisor on Access Technology, David Woodbridge. I'm Stephen Jolly. Stay safe. We'll talk more tech next week. See you. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcasts.